What is up? Welcome to another Built Elite Training Podcast. It is your host and head coach, Isaiah Bowick. Hope everybody is having a great day. It is January 20th here in Minnesota, and I'm really excited about this um, podcast today because I'm going to be talking about maximizing muscle retention uh, during a cut. I think this is something that is very crucial when it comes to athletes in a bodybuilding contest, if you are a lifestyle client or a lifestyle, someone just trying to drop some body fat, um, and you always find yourself maybe going through the process and losing some muscle, maybe you get to that level of leanness and you look yourself in the mirror and you're like, yo, I lost a lot of muscle during this cut phase. And I think this is something extremely important as I'm in a deficit right now for four shows leading up to my, my shows. Um, and I've also worked with, um, over a hundred clients. One of them I shared the other day, and this individual lost maybe a little bit of lean body mass, but going over mesocycle progressions, everything stayed. There's a couple movements that we, we, we kept stagnant, but nothing ever went down. There was never a point where things went down. This um, was a 17, 18 week cut. So my prep right now, everything's going super well. This is probably by far the best prep I've ever done. I have less stress right now. I have more time to disconnect from training after training. What I mean by that is uh, in the past, after I would do my workout, I would go right into my clientele and I would work eight, nine, 10 hours as a full-time in-person coach where now after I train, I have that ability to disconnect. And I'm going to be talking about cortisol's role, the stress hormone, the role of that with metabolic adaptation um, and muscle retention and muscle loss when it comes to uh, high stress, because high stress plays a huge role. And I'm going to also talk about it and be very honest with a lot of you. If you are in a very, very high stressful situation or very high stress life, dropping body fat or getting into a cut might not be a good idea right now. I think I've been seeing this a lot late, a lot lately too, that people, um, they see their favorite influencer, their social media, all of the above. Um, and they think, okay, I'm just going to go right into a cut and, uh, I'm going to look really good. And I'm just, I don't really care about my lifestyle. I don't really care about my hormones and guess what? Your hormones get jacked up and it takes you one year, maybe up to two years to get your hormones back. And I see that a lot. I see it a lot in competitors, but I also see it a lot with your typical, I want to drop 15, 20 pounds and get really lean for summer. And then your hormones go into the, into the garbage. But where I'm at right now. Um, my sleep is so much better. I, I was struggling with a lot of sleep during my last cut. Um, and that's something as well we'll be going into. So I'm going to be giving you um, the listener three, a three step process for, for just more muscle uh, being retained during your body fat cut. So let me say this right now, dropping body fat. It's not, it's not hard. You know, you see it all the time, caloric deficit, Eat, eat better meals, meal frequency, meal timing, train hard, progressive overload. It's okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. But you're also missing the hormonal side of things. I'm a coach that's not just calories in, calories out. I do truly believe that hormones play a very vital role when it comes to dropping body fat. And I'm living proof right now, trying to keep my testosterone levels high. I'm trying to keep insulin sensitivity good. I'm trying to keep my cortisol um, and other uh, very, very important hormones in check, my brain health and certain parts of my brain. Um, but going into these tips, I'm going to assume, I'm going to assume you've had a great off season or you took time away from your deficit. So if you were somebody right now that, has been in a chronic deficit for a really long time. 
this is a good time for you to be in a reverse diet, get yourself up to maintenance, hang out in maintenance a little bit, heal your hormones, go into a slight surplus. I've been getting asked a lot, yo, bro, you added like a lot of muscle. Um, and now you're, you're in this body fat reduction standpoint and you're, you're looking crazy, uh, for your next show. What did you do? I took two years off, man. I took two years off from being in a caloric deficit and I could go down a rabbit hole where I see just, uh, you can be a competitor. You could be, uh, just somebody, a gym goer where you spend so much time trying to stay lean and you don't put the muscle on the, in, in, in the off season. So you have to, as I'm going through this process, this is for the person. These are for the people that um, they took that time off. Your hormones are good. You're healthy. And if, if, if you're somebody that you feel like you're in a chronic diet, you've been in a chronic diet, you're low energy, you're always hungry. Maybe you have no drive at all in the gym. Reach out to me and we can talk about that reverse phase. But going into these tips, I'm going to talk about the people that have been in a very strong uh, surplus. They've been maybe in a maintenance for at least six months. Your hormones are healthy um, and you've been going through it. So number one, have a high protein diet. This is probably one of the most important things when it comes to dropping body fat um, and, and keeping muscle retention on. I'm going to take a quick sip of my Zoe. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, you should sponsor me on this podcast. I've been uh, dealing with some very low energy because I'm below 10% body fat and I'm feeling not optimal right now, but hey, we're continuing to push, right? So number one, having that high protein diet. Um, I'm a firm believer that this is also why I'm setting PRs in the gym right now. Uh, four and a half weeks out, um, I'm setting PRs and uh, I'm just I'm just killing it. Um, less than 10% body fat. I took the 90s last week up for more reps. Um, and this is something that I didn't see two years in my last prep. I was very low in body fat. I looked lean. I wasn't shredded. I looked lean, but I was losing a lot of my muscle growth. Yes, my protein was very high, but one thing that was not very, very good was my cortisol levels were extremely high. My stress hormone was very high and I was getting very low sleep. So my hormones were completely jacked in which I'll be talking about here in a second. But my point is you got to make sure you have a very good, strong, um, time of having that high protein diet. So I suggest anywhere between one to 1.5 grams per pound of body weight. Uh, the higher end is where I'm, I'm at personally. Um, this is something that not everybody, I do not recommend someone to go, Hey, you know, coach Isaiah recommends up to 1.5 grams. I'm just going to throw that on my macro, my fitness pal and start shooting for that because you might have a little bit of, of an issue because macros, when it comes to protein, it's very filling, satiating. I'm going to kind of break that down here for a second. So if you are someone listening right now and you're thinking one gram per pound, that's a lot. I won't ever hit that. Don't freak out. This is something I'll, I, I talk to a lot of people a lot when they, um, they start trying to track their protein. They're just trying to get to one gram. And, um, the first couple of weeks can be extremely hard, right? It can be extremely hard because, um, protein is the most satiating macronutrient out of those threes, which we'll be talking about just protein today. Um, but example, if you're 170 pounds, 170 grams, if you're 130 pound female, 130 grams. So right here, this is a good tip. Now, if you're listening to this and you're like, yo, I'm not even getting to one gram, <laughs> how the heck am I going to do that? I just had a conversation with someone today about that. 
subtract 20 to 30 grams, subtract 20 to 30 grams from that 130 gram of protein first, and just work your way up to one gram. So if your goal is 130 grams, start at hundred grams, work your way up. I think a lot of times people will want to get to that higher set of protein and they get frustrated. They, they, they try to throw down, you know, six to seven to eight ounces of protein at first, their digestive tract says, yo, I'm not used to feeling this full. They get discouraged. And then they just say, Hey, yo, I'm not going to track it all. So you got to start slow, especially if you're somebody that's very new to tracking macronutrients. Make sure you take that time, work your way up and just slowly work your way up. Once you get to that one gram, hang out there, see how everything feels, how, how's training going? Um, how is your PRs? Are you progressing? And this is where a coach comes into play because a coach can really navigate, help you and make those adjustments based off of biofeedback. So like I said, higher protein diets have been proven multiple times in studies um, and just right in front of my eyes as I've been seeing it. So again, some other things, muscle protein synthesis, the activation of new, um, new proteins being made. You know, I always think of muscle protein synthesis as a trigger on an AR-15. You're saying, yo, grow less protein breakdown, which plays a very important role. A uh, better complete proteins from aminos, better recovery. You're getting good essential amino acids in the body. You're going to have that growth, that muscle protein synthesis activation, you're going to have less protein, less, um, uh, less protein breakdown. Okay. Muscle protein breakdown. Now cutting, this is the most filling macronutrient out of the three, like I said, and the main reason why, uh, people have such a hard time getting it in. Right. So, like I said, it's a very, it's the most filling macronutrient. It's very satiating It's filling. That's why it's very important to have it in a cut phase. Lots of times you see people, they're gaining so much weight. Getting carbs in is easy. Getting fats in are easy. But when you start looking at good, complete, lean protein sources, it's a very filling macronutrient. It has the highest TEF, thermic effect on food. And it actually, it takes more calories to burn while digesting, which is a very um, useful ingredient tool when it comes to dropping body fat. So that's number one, making sure you're having a high protein diet making sure you're spreading those meals out every day. I recommend anywhere between three to five meals. So you're activating muscle protein synthesis every, you know, two to four hours and just being consistent with that meal timing and meal spread. Okay. So number two, this one is, uh, this one's the, this bread and butter right here. They're all bread and butter, but this one's really bread and butter, especially for where I'm at right now with my prep. Number two, you got to have low levels of stress. You got to have low levels of stress, stress, cortisol, which is a hormone is the number, number one killer for, for muscle growth, for killing gains. It robs you from your muscle growth. Um, or it will just slow it down a lot. I've been seeing this in my experience as a coach with a lot of my, uh, clients that I, I train the ones that have the highest stress have the hardest time dropping body fat. Let me say that one more time. Clients that I have that are always in a very high stressful environment has the hardest time dropping body fat. Okay. This is huge factor in my current prep. Like I said, I've been taking um, every ounce of what I got to keep my stress low. And I've been seeing that uh, positive change through, through the prep. I've been keeping it low. I've been recovering a lot better. 
My, my joints don't hurt as much. I'm setting PRs. Yes, my energy isn't the greatest, but my stress is a lot lower. And I always say this, if you really want to see a fat loss phase work, even a muscle growth phase work, the most stress you should have in a day is during your training session. Other than that, you should be Zen. You should be super chill. And I know it's hard. We live in a very stressful world, but being able to find that time to stay in a parasympathetic rest and digest state and not always be amped up in that sympathetic fight or flight is going to really improve your progressions. So less cortisol means less inflammation. Okay. If you have less cortisol and you're keeping things in check, your hormones like testosterone for guys, estrogen, progesterone for females, they all work together, better nutrient absorption and just overall recovery. Like I said, my recovery has been insane. Um, and there are supplements out there that can help with recovery um, and controlling cortisol levels, but I'm not going to be going into that today. I am going to be doing a podcast on the hormonal optimizer that I'm using through fat muscle project, which is le legitimately a game changer um, through John Gorman supplements. Um, but I'm not going to be talking about that today, but often if I have a client, like I said, that is very, very high in stress, very high in stress, I won't even put them in a cut. And I've had arguments. I've also lost clients or I haven't even taken on clients because I've had people come to me and say, yo, I, I want to drop this body fat. Um, and they're already really lean but they, they don't want, they just are obsessed. And these are the individuals, sometimes body dys, uh, dysmorphia can come into play. Um, very lean people already wanting to drop whatever fat they want to drop because they see themselves fat in the mirror. And I think that is where sometimes you got to have therapy work in. Sometimes you got to call that out and say, Hey, I need you to go see a therapist because I care about my client's hormones. And I've seen Coaches take on people um, when they shouldn't be in prep or they shouldn't be in a caloric deficit and they go into that deficit and then their hormones get wonky and it takes them up to uh, a year to almost two years to actually get their hormones back into normal state so they can actually cut body fat, get back on stage. Or if you're a lifestyle client, just get to a body fat that you feel comfortable with. So that's something as a coach that I'm constantly looking at. And this is where too, you got to look at labs. You got to look at labs. Um, this is another big thing. Some people just get lazy and they don't want to look at labs. They don't want to look at their testosterone levels. They don't want to look at their estrogen. They don't want to look at their progesterone. They don't want to look at their insulin and their cortisol levels. But I'm telling you, you look at those labs, that's just opening up that hood and you're going to be able to pinpoint exactly what you need to do in your off season or as you go into that cut phase. Okay. So like I said, so if, if you are someone always in a stressful environment and you can't catch a break, like I said, it may not be the time to drive yourself into a deficit. And this is where having a good coach, someone that you can sit down with and actually know the physiological things and the um, uh, psychological things that actually can happen during that time. And it just comes down to education, right? It comes down to education, educating yourself on what you need to do. Um, and making those correct adjustments. So being in a deficit is stress, like I said, on the body. And if you are in it too long, it can really cause metabolic issues and hormonal issues. So be patient, take your time. If you're listening to this right now and you're like, I need some help. I need some like legit strategy around these things. Reach out to me through Instagram or Facebook, Built Elite Training or search uh, Coach Isaiah. And let's talk because like I said, it's, it's more important making sure hormones are optimal than just 
chasing a look so you look super sexy on the beach and nothing wrong with being sexy and looking amazing naked and wherever you go but if you do it the wrong way you're going to be suffering for a very long time and unfortunately i've seen that with a lot of people okay so number three strive for progressive overload so i'm going to share a little bit about my split right now but one of the big things i see a lot is people letting loose and saying yo i'm in a caloric deficit i should probably double back on training you know um, I don't want to train um, as hard as I should. And, you know, I'm going to keep like several reps in the tank because, you know, I'm in a deficit. So I don't want to be training too hard. No, you got to still train very hard. You got to, you can't hold back. You got to push hard in those sets and you got to train very close to failure. At least a reps in reserve of one to three. No, you don't have to train all the way to failure with all the sets because you're going to have negative returns to come back into your training. But you need to be close. You have to be close to failure. You have to strive for more growth. Like when you're in a cut, you can't, oh, I'm just going to maintain my, try to maintain my strength. No, you should be pushing for more growth. Might be reps. That might be um, five pounds on the bar. That might be better squeezes. Um, better form, better skill, but most importantly, make sure you're still training with intensity. Like right now I'm currently on a two day on one day off three day, three, three day on one day off. I'm going to say that one more time. I'm on a two day on one day off three day on one day off split. So it's five days in a week. It's a rotational split, same rest days, but the days that I train are, are different days. So chest is not always on Monday. It might be on Thursday or Friday. It depends on how that rotation goes, but during these training days, I'm training progressive overload. I'm looking at trying to main, trying to create positive adaptation, getting stronger in those lifts. And I also have a very high blood volume day where I'm focusing on increasing reps. I'm still training very close to failure. But in both those type of trainings, I'm looking still for progressions. I'm not trying to just sit there and say, I'm just going to hold what I have. I'm looking for intensity and I'm looking for progressions. And that's something super important that you're doing during that cut. So you're not losing that muscle. So, okay. Covering it all. There was a lot to swallow. Number one, make sure you have a high protein diet. Number two, have low levels of stress. And number three, you got to still strive for progressive overload. So I hope you found a lot of value in today's podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you did find value, screenshot it, share it to your favorite Instagram, social media page, tag me in it um, at Coach Isaiah, and we'll talk soon.